Welcome to the Carpool Honcho. Uh, I'm so honoured to have our guest here today, but my name's Dean Payne from the Crate Flexible Office Space. Here in the back we've got Rory from the Marketing Guys. And our guest honcho today is the owner-founder of Shaw Architecture, Morris yeah. Buckley. How are you guys? Hello, so Michael good Morris. to have you with us, mate. Thanks for bringing us along. Before we go any further, and I know you're a bit of a surfy skeg from way back, what's a song that lights your fire, mate? Oh, I can't go past Summer of 69. Sounds pretty good. All right. Summer of 69. Go to a Interesting fact about you is not only are you a legendary architectural designer, but you're in the very first squad for, get it, the Rothmans <laughs> people, the Rothmans. Exactly. Um, Radio Haraki, West, uh, not Westpac, sorry, Rescue Helicopter, which we now know as Westpac Helicopter. The oh, yeah. very first squad, mate. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, back in the day, they, uh, they was a, the helicopter pilot was pulling out crayfish from uh, the islands and he came back and wanted something to do so he approached Auckland Surf Lifesaving with this idea of pulling people out of the sea on the end of a long rope basically <laughs> and uh, the uh, Russell Williams and Malcolm Beattie from Auckland Surf decided to ask for volunteers from various surf clubs and people like me stuck our hand up and 20 of us got together and figured out how to do it and that's pretty well how it got started so basically you were just reinventing the idea of plucking crayfish out and, you got it and swapping we, for human beings we were the crayfish fishing <laughs> for people and we had a belt designed by supposedly the air force and oh, yeah. we had um, some hooks on that and we had a belt that we put around the, the patient and they we were the we were the crayfish <laughs> and there was a hook that dropped out out of the helicopter after we stepped out of you never jump out of a helicopter you step out of one right <laughs> and we'd drop into the sea pick up the patient hook the patient on they would haul us up on a static line take us into the beach and then we'd do whatever we had to whether it was resus or get them into an ambulance or wow. whatever we had to do wow. fly them back That's into a hospital all that sort of stuff and and if you ever remember seeing mash it yeah. was that sort of helicopter because we <laughs> wow. even took the patients in to the helicopter into the hospital on stretches on the floats on the outside of the helicopter. That's wow. what it was. Pretty basic you stuff. You probably was inspired by Matt, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't doubt they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Have you got a cool story, another story for us? Yeah, probably the best one I can think of was one weekend we were out there and um, there was a call we heard over the radio that some someone got into trouble on the rocks below, but just south of Kerikeri. So the uh, ambulance and the police were trudging through the bush to try to get there, and then abseil down the down the cliff to get the to get the um, patient. So we decided to drop in out of the helicopter, got into the rocks because it wasn't a big surf anyway, and um, got rescued the people, got them into the chopper, back to the beach. 
the police and the ambulance and so on were still trudging through the bush and they weren't very impressed with us. <laughs> anyway, it improved, ultimately it improved relationships because we ended up spending time uh, on the ambulances after that, which certainly improved our first aid Because you told me, sure. right, that really you're a bunch of cowboys that didn't know much about the medical stuff at all. You just, you know, loved, loved jumping in the surf and... Um, <laughs> And love driving in helicopters. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, that's a pretty good summary. But I mean, look, where would New Zealand be today yeah, without well, the yeah. Westpac helicopter? Like, oh, they're all over the place. Out. And you could see even then that it was going to develop. There was inevitable. And fortunately it has because yeah, it's such it a fantastic so many lives. service and what it does. And I don't know how many lives it's saved over the years, yeah. but it's been going for 50 years. and. Fortunately, it's developed with it. And you still miss it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So, so tell us, Morris, Morris another um, interesting and exciting story. How did um, Shaw Architecture come about? Well, I'd been uh, building for a long time and I'd been also doing design and build. And I just decided that I really wanted to get more into the design side. So I went into architectural design and that's really how it came about. So I've been uh, got out of actively building and, and basically into uh, designing of them, which is a part of it I really love. So, how many years as a builder? Uh, 25 years or so. And um, how many years designing? About the same, 25. So, so 50, 50 years I've been in this business. Residential yeah. experience, you're yep. a residential expert for a large space of the time you're based here on the shore. Yep. But um, any highlights over the 50 years, mate? I hear there's quite a cool story. Yeah, well, we. Um, I, I worked overseas as well, um, and I spent four years travelling around, came back to New Zealand. Um, met my lovely wife and we went to live in Papua New Guinea for a while and one of the certainly one of the biggest projects I've been involved with in housing we did uh, 250 houses in eight months in a place called what? Ramu Sugar out of Ley in Papua New Guinea the industry can do it it's red tape that stops out of a lot of stuff and yeah. that's uh, a big part of the problem here and um, given the chance contractors can do it uh, the systems to do it we just need the freedom to do it, if you like. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem at the moment. Look, the topic of today's um, interview with you is around making money with property. Sure. And, you know, you talked a little about red tape and all that <coughs> kind of stuff. I mean, that's costly, right? It adds so much money to the project. Mm. So it just makes sense that you have someone that's knowledgeable, that knows the system, knows how to cut through that red tape as quickly as possible to mm. make a project viable. Yeah. But mate, if if our listeners are looking at you know investing in property, what are the what are the main options? What are the most popular options out there when it comes to um, property investment and making money? Well, there's probably three basic ones: there's design and build of a new property, um, there's reno or reclad, something like that, or subdivision, and they've all got their own pit, pitfalls, that's for sure. Mm. And like anything, you've you've you got to make your money when you buy the property. In design and, and build, where, where, where do we lose and where do we win? Well, in design and build, you've you've got to know who you're selling to to start with, and you need to design the house to suit that client at the end of it or customer, whichever way you want to look at it. If you don't get that right, you're not going to sell it anyway, or you're going to take a lot longer to sell it. Yeah. And so every time, housing every, customers, come on, help me. Clients, <laughs> customers, <laughs> customers, clients, same thing. I don't see how it makes any difference. The end person who's going to buy it, whether you're buying a pair of shoes or buying a house, is still a client yeah. slash customer, I, I whichever way you like it. Save if you're building a rental, and right? Save if you're building a rental. Is actually your customer at the end of the day. Exactly. And I don't think a lot of landlords think like that. No. You know, when they're building a house, they're not really thinking about the end user. No. Okay, tell us about that. 
If you're going to build for rental, then you'd obviously need good solid construction because it's going to get a harder time probably than if you're going to live in it yourself. Mm. But you still need it to a minimum standard, which is what you're going to have to build to in any event. Yes. But you still want to make it a good line guideline is if you're prepared to live in it, then you're probably okay. Um, and that, and then your tenant should be happy. If you haven't got happy tenants, mm. they're not going to stay there, no. right? And you and want if you have a lot of turnover of tenants, long-term tenants. It's not hard to figure out that that must cost you more. Yeah. So it's a pretty simple equation in that sense, isn't it? Yeah. But what if you're doing a flick? If you're doing that, you've got to make sure that you again that you know who you're selling to. Is it going to be someone that's uh, are, these, are they retired? Are they going to retire? Mm. How big do they want the house? Mm. Um, people who are retiring probably don't want a six bedroom house. They probably only want three. So mm. what are you doing? What are you selling to? Is it to a family? Is it mm. going to be a family that wants to bring their parents in to live with them or one of the parents? Nice. What are you doing? Well, yeah, yeah, extra income. Yeah. What are you going to do with the property? As always, you need to know what the end aim is before you get too far into it. Good. And certainly wisdom. before you buy it. Good wisdom. And what about renovations? Where do we win and where do we lose in that? Well, in renovations, you've got to make sure that the building, you can do what you want to do with it. Yeah. That the building is strong enough to do what you want. Mm. Um, that it's in a condition that you can actually, that you actually don't have to rebuild the whole thing to do what you're trying to do. Mm. You need to have that sort of, um, you need to know that before you start. Sure. And you also need to know, again, what's the end game? What do you want, what's it gonna look like? Who are you gonna sell it to? Are you gonna sell it? Yeah. Are you gonna live in it? That's a different story to if you're gonna sell it. Yeah. And in renovations often, hey, like, yeah, just under budget, right? Hell yes. <laughs> and how do you kind of make sure that you can cost that properly and you're still profit at the end That's of the day? True. You've gotta make sure that you, once you, you start to develop some plans, i.e. from a concept or somewhere, you need to go to someone like a quantity surveyor to get some idea of costs. Mm -hmm. And always, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether it's subdivision, design and build, reno, make sure you've got a very healthy contingency. Yeah. Because I can guarantee <laughs> you will use it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and last one, um, subdivision, where do we win? Where do we lose? In subdivisions, you've got to be even more careful. It's, it's, you've got to make sure that the land that you're buying is subdividable. Let's say mm. you're buying a house and you just want to subdivide the back and sell it off and so on. Please make sure that there's enough room down the side to get the driveway. Right. Because you do not want to cut two meters off the house just to make a driveway. Where, yeah. do, we, where do we find that out? It's pretty simple. Look at the look at the place in the, when you first drive past it. But also <laughs> make sure that you get things like the property file yeah. or a PIM yeah. if the land ages isn't it, if it's a private buyer you're going with yeah. make sure you get either a, a land information memorandum or a project information memorandum Got from the council and or preferably the property file because there's a lot more information on there it probably helps to come along to someone who knows what they're looking at yes um, but again at least look at those things before you make these decisions make sure you have a look at the certificate of the title because you want to make sure who you're buying it from yes simple things like that <laughs> there's not enough with a subdivision just to kind of see a big green backyard absolutely and go, not i could put a house on that <laughs> absolutely because you might find that they've been somewhere along the way they've used it either as an orchard way back or they've used it as a rubbish dump mm. and there could be a whole heap of stuff there could be a buried car under there you don't know some great stuff there. Yeah. You know, Morris, honestly, man, you're such a legend, <laughs> such a good Kiwi bloke. 
I, I just feel like I'm getting advice from a wise old uncle today. <laughs> Not that you're old, mate. Yeah, oh. you're, you're young as they come. <laughs> but um, but I tell you what, if I was going to be doing a property project, I'd want someone like you at my side. That's, That's for sure. Good to hear. And yeah. um, so, sure, architecture. How do we get hold of you guys? Pretty simple. Either go to our website, um, surearchitectural.co.nz, or just give us a ring. Yeah, simple. simple. And then what happens next? Uh, first of all, we come and have a consultation with us, which um, will, if you come from, if you mention this, we'll um, certainly do that for nothing. Wow, um, thanks, mate. And same, if you come off here, anything to do with uh, plans, we'll knock ten percent off because of that. Why oh, not? Cool. Excellent. Give it a go. Cool. So, guys, have you heard that? If you're a listener of the Carpool Honcho and you get hold of Shaw Architecture, they'll sit down and talk about any of your projects with you, whether you're doing a reno whether it's a subdivision, whether it's a design and build, they'll sit down for free. And if you go on and use their services 10% off doing some planning and plans Amazing. and design. So fantastic offer from you, Morris. Cheers, thank mate. You. Guys, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the yeah. Carpool Honcho. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Um, big thanks to, thanks to our sponsors. Who are they, Rory? So that's the marketing guys, the crate, Toyota New Zealand and business with locals. So thank you for being with us guys. Thank you for watching and thank you Morris. Thank you. Thanks what for inviting me. Great drive. Thank Thanks, you so mate. much.